Yeah, see, I've stopped worrying about this with Reaper. Is it because it's just so reliable? It's because I'm, I can see the waveforms, and I'm lazy, and because it's always worked in the past, it's easier to not worry about it working in the future. That seems pretty reasonable. I feel like it's got the potential to really bite me in the ass as a concept someday. Yeah, like the 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 waveforms, just because they're visible, that could be like just someone shrieking at the exact same <laughs> volume that you're talking at. Oh man, my my doppelganger. It's recording the the old lady that lives in the ductwork of your <laughs> apartment complex. And you can never hear her because you're talking at that time. Oh no. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jenny. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Jim, and this is Topic Lords, the only place on the internet you can hear topics discussed. Jenny, would you like to introduce yourself, or do you have anything to plug? Yeah, so I would like to plug not going outside if you don't have to. Yeah, it's a good idea. This is um, this may be a little bit too late for our listeners, because they're probably going to hear this like a month and a half from now. Mm-hmm. Our listeners are going to f- hear about the apocalypse for the first time <laughs> in like mid-May, and they'll be like, oh shit, is that what's been going on? (laughs) They're going to be so surprised. (laughs) Uh, This might be pessimistic. I feel like it's still going to be the case that in mid-May, you want to not go outside if you don't have to. Uh, It's it's always the case for me. (laughs) Uh, Chris, would you like to introduce yourself, or do you have anything to plug? Uh, Yes, uh, I would like to plug uh, self-care, actually, along the lines of, of what Jenny was saying. As being the other component to that in these in these trying difficult times, if you're uh, listening to this and you're you're just freaking out on a daily basis and can't stop reading the news, uh, I would recommend taking a taking a deep breath and looking up some some stuff for self care right now. Do you do you make a distinction between self care and just eating the entire pint of Ben and Jerry's all in one sitting? <laughs> I don't think that they're mutually exclusive, but I, I think they are separate things. And the, the second one can be the f- not the first one. Okay. <laughs> I also do. I uh, I don't have the link handy, but I have been recording um, some some really amazing cooking videos uh, that I've oh, been yeah, slowly uploading to YouTube. Yeah. Chris is a very good cook. Send me a link and I'll put it in the show notes. Oh, we'll do. Very good. You guys want to get to some topics? Love them. We're all waiting for the topics. All right, uh, Chris, your first topic here is sudden, suddenly anxiety and OCD are culturally culturally adaptive behaviors. Yeah, it's it's great. Um, I'm I'm loving this. Where uh, for one of the first times in in my life, like things that I've struggled with my entire life are just uh, not just not just normal now, but actually helpful after years of just uh, being kind of feeling like a second class citizen in normal times. Now it's fantastic. Yeah, you you always kind of wonder like what are the evolutionary advantages? Like why would humans evolve to be super some of them for some of them to be super anxious and like, oh, okay, it's times like yep. this. This is it, baby. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh when the when the wave finally broke, uh, it was like just an overwhelming sense of calm actually, where it's like, ah, oh, the the bad thing I've been waiting for is finally happening. It's, it's about time. It's, we can't <laughs> <laughs> waited so long for this yeah it's not disappointing that's for sure (laughs) but yeah no exactly like the i i actually strongly feel like most you know when when there's some sort of behavior that doesn't look adaptive but yet it's still like in the gene pool it's like what is this doing you know what what's the there's got to be something of benefit or else it would just be gone like things don't survive that long when they're not adaptive 
<laughs> like pica. Well, it's because cat poop is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably boosts the immune system. Uh, so a lot of um, a lot of like mental illnesses are just normal human behaviors and emotions, but just a little bit too much, I think. Especially uh, too much during completely normal times when everything is just on an even keel. But like, there's there's probably a benefit even for some of the more uh, out there behaviors during during really crazy times where it's like, well, let's uh, let's throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks, right? Because uh, everything's on fire anyway. Yeah. yeah, like if you had a poltergeist situation, the OCD behavior of rechecking the stove to see if it was on, completely adaptive. You don't know what they're gonna do. They might turn the stove off. Do you have a, a, a behavior to make sure that the stove is on? <laughs> I'm going to have to start. Yeah. Jenny and I do a lot of talking about like stories that are that are like common in human kind of stuff, like things people either use as stories or, or things they just tell themselves. And like, why why are they adaptive when they're weird? Yeah. Yeah. Like the one about having gods that turn out to be evil aliens. Where did that come from? Yeah, why does that keep popping up in different places? We were just watching Dark Crystal, the the Netflix series, which is phenomenal, by the way. It's very good. And um, and it's like, why does this? Why does this myth keep popping up? Like, what what is the what's the draw here? So how does the how does being aliens present in this context? Uh, so there's the the Greek gods, new gods. I think uh, Tolkien. I'm not sure if the, uh, oh, whatever I say, the Tolkien nerds are going to write into the show and tell me I'm wrong. You can just log out of the Discord if that that discourse starts happening. (laughs) Stop, stop subscribing to 4chan. Yeah. Ignoring, uh, ignoring, uh, David, David Icke's reptilian overlord thing, which is, uh, kind of weirdly, um anti-semitic uh the earliest example that i'm aware of is actually uh gnosticism yeah relatively early on in the in the christian splinter faiths actually where they uh they believed that the bible god was was an alien monster and uh, was supported by other alien monsters i guess is the best way to put it i guess what i'm what i'm asking about when i say what is the context for this and like i don't know that like the the concept of outer space being a thing and the concept that other things might live out there in other solar systems i don't think that really existed earlier than a couple of hundred years ago i don't think we like understood the layout of the universe that well so like what's the analog here i mean i was talking more um conceptual alien like like you know the the concept of other places that weren't reality were was already a thing pretty early on but also yeah. like in the in the context of roman deities that the gnostics were talking about in a lot of cases like they literally meant the planets like they thought those guys were oh. the other planets uh, and they did have a concept right. of planets that early not necessarily as like well, other places but stars planet meaning something that moves around the sky right right but it was it was like a thing that was somewhere else they didn't know what the heck it was but yeah yeah yeah, I feel like if you can conceptualize the world, then you can conceptualize everything else that is not the world or a subset of the world. Can I say that my favorite thing about the uh, the Christian splinter faiths is how they moved into the sewer and started wearing different colored headbands and ordering pizza all the time? Uh, <laughs> wait, how many syllables is this? <laughs>
you need like two more syllables to get it to scan to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I know, I know. So Splinter, I was going on, I was going off Splinter. Okay, all right, yeah. Ooh, ooh, how about <laughs> how about Christian Gnostic Splinter off groups? There we go. That tracks. I like it. Okay, we there got we it. go. Done. All right. <laughs> now, now we can move on to another topic. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Uh, Jenny, your topic here is opening negotiations with your real-life employer to get them to pay you in Nook Miles. Yeah, I just want them Nook Miles. So there's, I think you might know that in Animal Crossing, bills are the standard currency. So there is also an achievement-based currency called Nook Miles. And you can buy some buy some upgrades with it. And you can buy some, some new hairstyles and hair colors with it. I just got the second... Uh the second inventory size upgrade. Oh, nice. I just got the first one. I went for the exotic hair colors before I got the inventory upgrade. Oh, big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even play this game, and that made me hurt somewhere deep down in the crotch region. <laughs> it is It is weird to me how much this game, um, even a game like this, uh, favors like accomplishment and and uh colonialism over decoration Mm-hmm. oh it's so colonial i was thinking about that when i used my nook miles ticket to go to the other island and they're like just take everything yeah <laughs> <laughs> like this place will literally cease to exist when you leave yep i did feel a little bit bad about like literally clear-cutting every piece of bamboo on an island i went to but you know not that bad yeah that island no longer exists Nobody's going to go there, except sometimes you go to an island and there's a villager <laughs> hanging out on it. <laughs> You're like, oh, cool. Is this where you've been camping out? Let me just cut down all of your trees. In, in the lore, those villagers are also just visiting that island. Oh, I guess so. I actually, over in Minecraft, I routinely, uh, when I'm out on like scavenging runs for stuff, when I'm not playing uh, creative mode, I will, um, I, I'll leave stuff behind. Like I won't take all of the flowers or all of the trees in an area. Yeah, because it bothers me. Yeah. This is this is a real deep cut. Uh, the game Bolo on the Mac in like 1992 would do this thing where uh, trees were likely to grow nearby other trees. And so there were like optimal f uh, harvesting patterns where like you would harvest uh -huh. every other tree in a checkerboard pattern so they would grow back. So when you were not taking some of the stuff in Minecraft, it wasn't because of that. It wasn't so it would grow back. It was just like your own sense of morality. Something like that. Yeah, I don't know if it's morality exactly, but like some strong sense of wanting to leave enough stuff behind that, like some sort of conservation impulse that I'm not exactly sure where it comes from. It's a, I do the same yeah. thing and it's at least partially aesthetic. Yeah, it's it's also tied into aesthetics for me, too, although it's it's, you know, um, it's also a, kind of a pro-social thing where I'm like someone else might want flowers. And I know like rationally that they're not going to grow back and like Minecraft worlds are practically infinite and also i could just spawn the freaking mm -hmm. flowers right like it's not yep <laughs> yeah so have you talked to your employer about getting them to pay you it, like can you transfer nook miles to someone else um so i feel like i feel like what would have to happen would be i would talk to my employer they would uh get probably the sales guy to have a meeting with tom nook um, or maybe Timmy and Tommy might be up to this now. They've been uh, upping their role in the Nook organization. Yeah, yeah. They've got their own building now. 
Yeah, but I feel like I feel like they should be able to negotiate a thing, and probably it would save my company money if if there was a like uh, English pounds to Nook Miles bulk conversion rate that was favorable for everyone involved. Oh, do you get paid in pounds? I don't actually. I used to get paid in pounds, and now my new contract is dollars, and it's just because of because of Brexit. Uh, actually, not because of Brexit. I just got a new a new contract in the company, and yeah, I told them I wanted dollars, and they were like, "Okay, we'll pay you in dollars." I mean, I didn't tell them I wanted dollars. I told them the pay that I wanted, and they didn't convert it to pounds. <laughs> so, do you still have a bunch of pounds laying around that you don't know what to do with? <laughs> no, those all went in the bank as dollars. Okay. All right. I was going to say, like, is there miscegenation? Do the, like, the dollars and the pounds crossbreed while they're in there together? <laughs> yes. They make the, the cutest baby monies. What would that? The downs. That's, who's, on, who's on a pound? I think it's the queen. The queen. So the queen and uh, George Washington, probably. Any, any of those guys breeding with the queen. Well, the queen is not fertile anymore, I don't think. They would have to adopt. Stem cells are magic, dude. They're magic. That's <laughs> fair. Yeah. You know, like money goes everywhere. Some scientists get their hands on money. Yeah. Gets, They've been working with like infertility labs and stuff. Get some of them, <laughs> some of them ute stem cells and just, just fix that right up. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it works. It gets all over those bills. <laughs> they rub together in your wallet. It's our foolproof money making scheme. Are you guys ready for another topic? Sure. <laughs> sure. I don't know where we're going to spend these new things, though. <laughs> so, I wanted to talk about uh, Animal Crossing speed runs. Yes. I've been looking into this because I was curious. We had someone had brought up the idea last episode of, does anybody play Animal Crossing trying to win? So, I looked this up. There are a number of speed runs. There's no like real win condition, mm-hmm. like officially designated by the game, but there are 100% speed runs, meaning you get every you fill out the museum and you get and you fill out your catalog meaning you have wow. every possible item in the game wow and the run for um the original animal crossing is shockingly only 19 hours wow to do this i was i started looking at this run like and a lot of it like you start scrubbing through it and so much of it is entering nook codes which is like if you Get if you find like a promotional code to get a certain item, you you can type in this code into your GameCube, and you'll get the item. It just pops into your inventory. I feel like not doing that should be a category because that sounds so boring. Oh yeah. Well, the thing is, like all of the. So I looked at another one, which was the category was um, all debts, meaning uh, every house upgrade and debts paid off. Okay. Uh, and and this was for the the new game for. Uh, New Horizon. It's an hour and a half long. The first 20, 25 minutes are just doing the usual like, here's what you do when you start playing Animal Crossing. You're doing a bunch of chores for Tom Nook. Uh-huh. And then it's about an hour of doing a glitch where you duplicate the switch that it gives you. Oh, wow. And then selling the switch for like 6 million bells. All, all your switches <laughs> for like 6 million bells. <laughs> And then it's another 20 minutes of like paying off the house, quitting the game, going into the switch settings and uh-huh. setting the clock ahead, starting oh the game up God. again. Not an entertaining run, except like 
at least not to watch in real time. Right. But just the the fact that these runs exist and that I, and I said that the fa- the uh, fastest the world record for um, 100%ing Animal Crossing is 19 hours. Mm-hmm. Like the runner-ups are like 40 hours. Wow. Yeah. So okay. like yeah. I guess someone stayed up that long. Oh my god. Wow. So at that point is it just like you're really fast at menuing and that's your I, I think that's a big part of it. Um, when I say you're entering all these Nook codes, it's like entering mm-hmm. a Steam key on a on a oh. D pad. You oh, know, yeah, the worst. Yeah, like not anybody's idea of fun. Jim, did you ever see the? Uh, I think it was a couple of uh, GDQs ago. Did you did you see the um, the Bingo Super Mario Sunshine? I know, but I'm familiar with bingo categories in general. Go ahead and describe it. Okay. There's kind of a a number of arbitrary uh, challenges that aren't necessarily related to finishing something um, on the, on the board on a bingo sheet and two runners are competing to uh, get, get uh, either a bingo or a full, like, you know, full clear uh, that card. And it's really, it's really interesting and fun to watch as a, as a format. And I think games like Animal Crossing might, there might be some, some room there to have some kind of Animal Crossing bingo that was, uh, less, less horrifying than just watching someone for 40 hours kind of do, <laughs> yeah, enter, <laughs> enter no codes. I'm, I'm wondering what's the, does anybody know what the, the Breath of the Wild 100% speed run is at the moment? Speaking of horrifyingly long speed runs, I don't mean to change the oh, subject yeah. too much. I seem to remember it was about 10 hours to get all the Korok seeds. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was the worst Korok noise ever. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm going to speedrun.com right now. 100%. Oh, 20 hours. 20 hours. Nice. That's, uh, that's intense. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like bingo races as a category. Like it doesn't match well with having a leaderboard, unfortunately. Like when I watch I so rarely watch the stuff streamed. I watch it um video on demand. And so like if I feel like watching a speed run or something like it, I'll go to speedrun.com, mm-hmm. look at the leaderboards and pick one. And a lot of the time I'm not that interested in seeing the the best one and so like i'll pick whichever one looks like it has good video quality or is in english because <laughs> a lot of the time like a lot of the best animal crossing runs are like in korean or something mm. because the text goes faster oh that makes sense pick pick something that's a little bit more entertaining to watch uh and bingo like bingo really only is suited to races but yeah that that category of like yeah just Here's a, a big pool of possible things you can do in a game, shuffle it into a bingo card, and then the player it's the player's job to then, you know, find a row or column. I, I think that's a really uh, powerful idea because so much of speedrunning is like you, you have a plan and you're just executing on it, attempt mm-hmm. after attempt after attempt, and there's really very little, in, if you're doing well at least, there's no improvisation. Yeah. Anytime somebody has to real-time um, optimize a new strat is yeah. very fun and exciting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the bingo card, like that's all that's all improvisation. It's like yeah. looking at uh, all, all these options and trying to figure out like, well, if I go to this place first, then it'll be close to this one. You know, it's, uh, it's, a, really, uh, it's a really neat idea. Yeah. There's got to be a... There's a website called Speedruns Live, which is probably where you go to watch that sort of thing. And I just haven't been there in a while. The, the, the other nice thing about races, if you're watching a stream, a speedrunner streaming, 
the races are not going to be just resetting after 30 seconds if things don't work out. <laughs> yep. Yeah, speedruns live. Looks like there's still lots of stuff. There's lots of live speedruns going on right now. Yeah. So Caleb Hart's thing. playing Mega Man X right now. I mean, not when you're listening to this. <laughs> or maybe he is again. <laughs> Who knows? We'll, we'll make sure. <laughs> we'll send him a message. Anytime someone streams this podcast, Caleb, you got to... <laughs> <laughs> gotta get back in there i know you're retired uh-huh. and your thumbs have literally fallen off of your hands now you guys ready for another topic sure yeah let's do it uh this is the write-in gary asks printing toilet paper at home out of what maybe this is about like just feeding toilet paper into your inkjet <laughs> printer and <laughs> i don't <laughs> and getting a cool pattern on it to with to wipe your ass with yeah, you know, if you wiped your ass carefully enough, the pattern might transfer. <laughs> there are only two patterns. It can transfer both ways. I'm kind of, I'm I, like, my, my brain immediately went to, uh, like, silly putty taking cartoons from mm-hmm, the newspaper. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah, yeah. like, you, you two can have your butt covered in Calvin and Hobbes. Or, um, oh, you did the funnies? I always... I always uh, transferred the stock market information onto the silly putty. (laughs) So you could send it to your broker? That's right. (laughs) I mean, I guess so. Maybe he means 3D printing. Yeah. So how common are 3D printers that use materials that are not the little plastic stuff? You know, I think like probably the next most common is like cake icing. Okay. At what at what point is it just like if you have a three D printer uh, already like print yourself a bidet? There's probably a bidet like oh, yeah yeah, and then you have to print yourself three D instructions for how to use a bidet. <laughs> you could go more even more luddite than toilet paper and print yourself a, a pointy stick to wipe your poop. <laughs> you print yourself some corn husks, <laughs> <laughs> and then you could eat the corn. It's dual purpose. I, I was thinking about this earlier, um, and this might be cheaper than a th- 3D printer, but my 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 actual emergency uh, toilet paper idea was, um, is is Taco Bell still doing the uh, the grande meal? Like where you get like 10 bean burritos for like a slight discount? Let's just, let's just say yes. Yeah. Okay. But even if you don't, like it's one, 120, I think is the price for bean burritos. So with a bean burrito, okay, right, okay. you get, you get the wrapper and the corn tortilla. Right where you uh-huh. can eat the beans oh. out of it, and then you for the price of one one twenty. Oh, so the corn tortilla is like a wet wipe. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you come in with a dry wipe, wax coated wipe, and you get beans. So like this, this whole thing is yeah. I think that that's probably the best value right at the moment. You're you're taking the beans out of the tortilla, just and you're just going to put them in again at the end, like. <laughs> At the point, like, why eat? Well, just skip a step and put the burrito right in the toilet. Just put the burrito up your ass. It's a perfectly closed loop. I don't. <laughs> Does anyone else remember when Chank Diesel was a famous photographer working on the Taco Bell wrapper font? No. No. Tell me yeah. about this. Uh, just Chank, Chank Diesel was the only guy I knew in the late 90s who was a, a guy with a name that I knew made fonts. And he had tutorials that you could look at on the internet, and he made that's that. That's a pretty good name. It's great. It was probably not his birth name. That's lame. <laughs> Sorry, I introduced you to Chank Diesel and ruined him for you within like two sentences. Took him, took him away from me. 
So the other way you could handle, um, if you have like reams of like printer paper, mm-hmm. if you could just figure out how to like slice them open like lengthwise. Oh yeah, get a thinner. Yeah, like at that point, like the problem with printer paper is that it's the wrong texture, but I bet it's good on the inside. I bet it's nice and nice, warm and cozy in there. <laughs> What if it's even worse? What if the outside of the printer paper is protecting you from whatever's inside the printer paper? <laughs> so real real answer, if you have access to a uh, screen, like a, like a window screen, uh, you could probably pulp it yourself oh, using water yeah. and reconstruct functional toilet paper uh, out of either. I mean, you could use blue jeans for this, actually. There's all sorts of stuff oh. that you could use. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Yeah. We did that in uh, primary school when I was a kid. Made some wow. paper. If only you were still in primary school. I know. I mean, we have <laughs> the screens in our backyard that just fucking fell out of our windows, and <laughs> now they're in our backyard because <laughs> that's where they fell. <laughs> the homeowners association hasn't taken you to task about this. They can't see that one through the walls. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you cracked the code. <laughs> oh, if only we could put our front yard in our backyard. We'd be perfectly safe from the homeowners association. Yeah, oh, we should figure that out. Who who reports somebody for weeds in the middle of a global viral pandemic? I mean, really, yeah. like, yeah. Did did you find out who? Did you um? We don't did you know put who. a big sign in your front yard with a middle finger on it? Uh, uh, <laughs> I thought about next time. I was reading uh, more homeowner association horror stories on Reddit last night, and there was a guy who uh, talked about. He got a bunch of notices that he had to power wash his driveway, but they didn't specify how it should be power washed. So he power washed a picture of a dick and the words fuck you in it. (laughs) (laughs) So I was thinking about if we could grow our weeds in a pattern. Oh, that's not too hard. You just need to get like fertilize it in the right pattern. I may, uh, I may get what our friend who sewed us some, some cloth masks. I may, I may have her, uh, she was originally going to make these, um, masks out of this material she had that was like super goth skeleton uh faces yeah. on them and i was like maybe it's this like is spirals of skulls yeah this isn't it's right called, what like skullpocalypse or something i forgot the yeah, name skullpocalypse of this. pattern yeah and and i was like maybe this isn't the right time for it and now i'm thinking maybe maybe i'll go out and garden in this in a mask made out of out of this and just glare at any neighbors who pass by uh and see see what happens also day of the dead is coming up and then you'll wish you had the skull spiral mask oh yeah oh yeah yeah I actually don't know when Day of the Dead is. It's a while. <laughs> November? Okay. <laughs> it's like the day after Halloween or something? I was probably thinking of Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are both holidays. They do. They both happen in the same year. <laughs> are you guys ready for another topic? Sure. Jenny, your topic here is owning five and a quarter floppies and suddenly having to be aware of magnets again as a threat in your life. So... My mom uh, last year was going to be selling her house and was like, come get all your shit that you just left in my basement, assuming that I would just keep your stuff for forever because I'm your mother and this is some kind of societal obligation that you feel I owe you. She didn't say any of this, (laughs) (laughs) but that was the, the gist of it. So I took... A bunch of old stuff home, um, including the IBM XT that we had uh, as the family computer for a while, and like all of the old five and a quarter floppies that were still in my mom's basement. There's some good ones. I've got like Carmen San Diego 
in there. But uh-huh. now they're this object that exists that I have to not get magnets near them. And so many things in your life just have magnets now. You should just read these and then you won't have to, won't have to worry about it. I need to install... I need to get a cable. I don't think I have a cable, but I did order off eBay a uh, five and a quarter floppy drive for my 2000 gateway. So once I get that in there to get this on, I don't think this is interesting. Oh no. Why am I talking about this? Because I asked, like I literally (laughs) asked the question. (laughs) That's true. It might help to know that when I wanted to write something to a floppy disk for the Frog Fractions 2 ARG, mm-hmm. um, the easiest thing by far was to get a USB floppy drive. You plug it into a USB port and it mm-hmm. just reads as a USB drive. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the easiest, but is it the most retro computingist way? <laughs> <laughs> you could do something crazy like record it on a wax cylinder and then bury it somewhere and then and, and be like whoever whoever finds this gets ten thousand dollars like that children's book that back in the day that yeah had the hidden jewelry or whatever right yeah erica told me there's still something in france that hasn't been found yet <laughs> oh i'm gonna get the details of this entirely wrong because that's what i do uh it's not a it's not a like a big a big plastic acorn that you trade in for like a golden acorn covered in jewels, but it's kind of <laughs> like that. Is this the only thing that's that's not been found in France or are there other things that have not been? I don't know. They haven't been found. <laughs> Excellent point. <laughs> Is there a Wikipedia list of things that have not been found in France? All right. I'm searching for this right now. <laughs> okay. Things that have not been found. Oh, common household items not found in France. There's a list. <laughs> oh, I found I found something about a golden owl. Was that the was that the one? Oh yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. Owl, acorn. <laughs> They're practically the same. <laughs> same. Yeah. I wonder actually I, I wonder what the odds are. If you only if you made like frog fractions four or five, whatever you're you're on at this point, uh and, mm-hmm. and only had one copy that somebody had to find and then distribute to everyone else, like how how likely that would be to actually happen or what would what would happen? My question would be, how can I make a living from this? Microtransactions. Okay, all right. You put a curse on it. You just hope that the the one person who finds your game is a whale. <laughs> like a literal whale. Yeah. You throw it into the ocean and it travels back in time and Captain Ahab hears about it and really wants a copy. But he okay. knows that the creature that had the copy of Frog Fractions 4 or 5 is the white whale. Gee, spoilers, Jenny. <laughs> I mean the real the real but evil answer is is uh you you make your one copy, right? And then uh you you have a treasure hunt for it that includes uh paid compu gacha, right? Where it's got like the the 10 collectible oh, things to find the map no. to it. Oh, this idea is so good and so evil that it hurts a little bit. I mean, Jim asked and I and my my brain my brain was like, "I've got this, yo. I've I've been I've had this for forever." Not just compu gotcha, you set up actual gotcha pawn machines. That's pretty good. This is pretty great, actually. Yeah. Ah! We might have to edit this out so we can do it. 
<laughs> you get a you get online compu gotcha with the microtransactions to find the location of the actual gotcha machine. Oh no! Then- it's gotcha in a yo dog. I heard you like gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be able to buy so much house, man. It'll be great. Your child will be able to grow up in a. My brain, I was like, what's a really big, expensive thing that Jim's kid could grow up in? And he goes, a bucket. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Winston loves buckets. He wouldn't mind that at all. Oh, good. Do you have a series of progressively larger buckets that you've prepared for your child to grow up in? I mean, no, but we can get some. You guys ready for another topic? Sure. Uh, Chris, your topic here is apocalypse gardening and warlord potential. Yeah, so I've been I've been doing a lot more gardening and part of that was spurred by uh I don't know, it's like when the when the bad news was first happening, I was like, I I don't think that we're going to have a breakdown of the food supply based on based on facts that I can glean, but like 2020 already sucks pretty hard, so I might as well grab some some extras and and like immediately like started sort of optimizing for like, okay, what, what calories do I need to survive and how could I grow this for several months in this desert? And like occasionally being like, you know, that's, that's insane. And then occasionally just looking at the news and being like, Hmm, I mean, you know, just in case. So, so that's, yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm not alone actually, uh, in that lots of places that are normal seed, hutches or whatever websites. That's the word I'm looking for. Why did I say hutch? Seedhutch.com. Seedhutch.horse. Seedhutch.horse is like straight out of seeds, y'all. Like there's like there was a total run on them. And it's just it was one of those things that like hasn't made the news. Demand was extremely high. So a lot of other people are starting their uh, their apocalypse gardens and and clearly from the guns like like thinking about their possible future in a in a warlord dominated hellscape. Yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to it a little bit like 10 percent of me. 10% of me is like, you know, you know, who who doesn't at least a little bit want to live in interesting times? Yeah, you get to be part yeah. of historical events. Like every day, you know, when you're going to your, your same old boring job on the train that you always go to and then something something goes wrong and the train stops slightly. There's There's always a tiny part of me that's like, yeah, I hope this is the big <laughs> weird societal <laughs> breakdown thing. Mm-hmm. It's a part of me that's like I could I could survive with a an axe made out of a guitar handle and a sharpened hubcap <laughs> and the terrible oh the train's going again okay oh well I guess I'll just go to my boring job oh. like I always do accidentally bring your sharpened cup happy to the job <laughs> <laughs> I just I just like to have it with me yeah you don't give Phil a hard time about his Leatherman. <laughs> You can use this to sort cables too. I don't. I don't know what the problem is. Phil, <laughs> how's everybody feel about their about their warlord potential? Like, do you, do you guys feel like you could? Where where would you be on the totem pole in a in a Mad Max future? So I've got a lot of natural strength. Nice, nice. Um, I don't have a lot of fighting experience, and that's a problem. Hmm. You'd probably learn pretty quick. I if I, if I live that long, yeah. What I need to do is start doing MMA training. It's unfortunate that all of the gyms are closed at the moment, which makes right. uh, MMA yeah, training slightly hard. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they do video lessons. <laughs> I, I guarantee someone is making out like a bandit right now. <laughs> 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 
I was, I was telling Jenny, I think I could probably do pretty good as an, as a vizier position actually to start with and then like wrangle my way up through a series of unfortunate accidents. Like I'm, I'm confident in my skills there. Yeah. No, you'd be uh, whispering gotcha ideas to the, <laughs> to your warlord. Yeah. As, as I said to you, Chris, when we discussed this in our, in our kitchen, I would basically only survive a warlord apocalypse, um, as like a soft concubine under the protection of some warlord. Well, luckily you already live with a warlord or a vizier rather. Yeah. So as long, as long as you can maintain your protection, I will survive. I think, I think we, yeah, we, we discussed that we might've missed our callings in a, in a safe and peaceful world and are just not, <laughs> just not built for this, <laughs> this soft society. You can practice in the, in Disney world. It's closed right now. I feel like that would be a great battleground for any, any warlords who want to test their might. Just, uh, agree to meet in uh, in the ruins of the magic kingdom yeah it's set up perfectly for like uh like the turf war situation yeah yeah you've got the boss of tomorrowland you've uh-huh. got the the boss of uh epcot there's some other ones i've been to disney once yeah i'm trying to think of any other disney place <laughs> uh, there's the tiki tiki El- tiki 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 room elwin forest <laughs> I, I can't say that I haven't wanted to spin kick some folks in Goldshire in the in the face back during the WoW days. That's that's real. Someone I know who's a teacher was uh, joking about doing their holding their distance learning sessions in WoW, and um, people were like, "Just don't have it in Goldshire." <laughs> Baron's chat was everybody talked about how bad Baron's chat was, but having been both Horde and Alliance, like like Goldshire was absolutely the worst. It was like it combined all the 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 worst parts of 4chan with like the uh, like an AOL chat room from the 1990s uh-huh. that was filled with with 40 year old men pretending to be 18 year old women. Yeah, it was it's a, it was a scene. It was a real scene. Yeah, that, that's that does sound a lot like, you know, IRC in the 90s. Yeah, it had that it had that vibe. Uh, you guys ready for another topic? Yeah, do it. Uh, so my topic here is Amazon took Murder, She Wrote away from us. Okay, what does this mean? Because it's really upsetting. Yeah, uh, Amazon, Murder, She Wrote used to be on Amazon Prime Video. April and I discovered this about a month ago and we've been watching it, you mm-hmm. know, like, like uh, however long it takes for her to fall asleep. We've been watching that much of an episode every night. <laughs> mm-hmm. By her, you mean Jessica Fletcher? Uh-huh. <laughs> when she dozes off, yeah. yeah. And a month later, uh, it suddenly was no longer available because they only made a deal for a year. So, like, you just want to burn it all down. Like, all stre- streaming video is not your friend. No. Remember nope. when Netflix, like that brief window of time when you would log on to Netflix streaming and they would have something that you wanted to watch that was not like a Netflix original series, but like a movie? Well, yeah. And like, I, I also remember this was a a magical time in my life mm-hmm. when I just thought Netflix would just keep adding stuff to streaming and oh. it would just, the, the, the selection would just keep getting bigger. Yep. I mean, I do, I do love the, like, I feel like some very good things have come from uh, Netflix pivoting to original video and kind of like a, a lot of services trying the HBO route. Um, that's, there's been yeah. some amazing television out of that, that I can, I can kind of put up with the fact that I have to rent whatever I want 
online rather than just have it on streaming services i guess i i, I guess yeah the murder she wrote thing does suck like i don't know i'm i'm i keep i cannot stop conflating murder she wrote with the golden girls in my head so i'm, I'm having <laughs> trouble i'm like you can just turn on the hallmark channel dude it's always on it's always on and and i'm like no brain that's not that's not what he's talking about I, I haven't I haven't tried that. I actually suggested we could try the Golden Girls and April was like, no. What? Like she was very, very averse to this for some reason. <laughs> What's wrong with the Golden Girls? I don't I don't know. I I I've never seen that it. That show actually kinda holds up. How about Matlock? <laughs> it's got a good theme song. Matlock's good. I don't. What is this? Like, what's this Matlock no, hate here? He's, huh? he's just this humble country lawyer. Uh, you're just <laughs> naming properties with old people protagonists, and I'm wondering if you know that they're all different people or not. I mean, at least okay. So Matlock is also a procedural uh, with investigation. Okay. So I feel like okay. I feel like if I'm, I if I was like Matlock and and murder she wrote and and like what's that that other one with the the guy. That has the lollipop or whatever. Magnum PI. Yes, and Magnum PI in a in a lineup, right? You'd be like, ah, oh, these things are alike, right? They're kind of they're kind of alike. Well, especially now, now that they're all either old or dead. I think you can watch Simon and Simon. Simon and Schuster. I I, I think there's 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 charm to an old episode of Matlock. I would watch that. But Murder She Wrote like feels like something genuinely special to me. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's a really surprisingly good premise for uh for like high concept TV, the old woman mystery author solving crimes. That's actually really interesting. Especially like from 1985. It's it's good. It's a good show. I just yeah, kind of gender bent Matlock a little. Hey, she's a mystery author. <laughs> And he's a simple country lawyer. He's a simple country lawyer. That's true. I have never cared enough about Matlock to watch a single episode, which is not true of Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> but the theme song, it's a banger. Actually, they're both incredible. They're both yeah. incredible theme songs, yeah. What about Diagnosis Murder? Uh, he's a doctor. Oh. That's kind of cool. <laughs> oh, now I understand the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> so sell me, sell me on Golden Girls. Tell me about this show. Um, some of the jokes are actually pretty funny. It's uh, it's character driven. Well, start 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 slower. Start like, tell me tell me about the the gold and the girls. So there's there's four. Old ladies who are roommates, and they uh, they have some roommate drama because of clashing personalities, but also there are a lot of external situations that get them into comedy. They have some, some boyfriend problems. They have some sex problems. Arguably, the best character is Betty White's Rose, who is from St. Olaf, Minnesota. 
I don't even know if that's arguable. I think that's just like a proven fact at this point. I mean, that yeah, everybody else is a phenomenal actress, but like, yeah. Rose just makes the show. There's a lot of Betty White just deadpanning ridiculous things that allegedly happened in St. Olaf, Minnesota. <laughs> the show's famous for um, having to do cutaways uh, when she says anything because it was it, it, it made the other uh, cast <laughs> laugh so hard, like consistently. Oh, they should have just left that part in. Rose kills several people by accident through ignorance over the course of the series. It's That's like a draw. Jessica Fletcher. <laughs> An aura of death surrounds her. I, I ruined uh, Murder She Wrote for my for my my mom and my stepdad by um, telling them about the uh, serial killer. Like Jessica Fletcher is a serial killer. How does that make it worse? They just couldn't watch it anymore and and without thinking about it. And she's just sent me a bunch of texts like, "Thanks a lot, Chris." But that makes it better. It's like those movies with a twist, you know, and you watch it once and you don't know the twist and then you watch it again and you're just seeing all the little little signs where you should have caught the twist, but you didn't. Yeah. That's what we got to do with Murder, She Wrote. We got to watch it again to spot all the little tells about how Jessica Fletcher was a serial killer, except we can't because it's not on Amazon Prime anymore. Now I'm, I'm even more bitter now. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to play this segment to my wife to convince her to try to watch the Golden Girls. <laughs> you said it's on the Hallmark channel. Is that a, is that a, a website? <laughs> oh, you poor sweet summer child. I think, I think you can stream Hallmark. They're, they're not shy about getting their mind viruses out there. And that's actually, so I, I still need to do this, Jenny. We need to sit down the next, the next time this virus is over and we're stuck in Virginia can watching. write a Hallmark movie? Yes. Yeah. We could write a procedural generator. Four Hallmark Christmas movies at this point. Chris's mom likes the Hallmark channel. Yeah. She likes it to just be. It's calming. In existence. <laughs> at all times. <laughs> yeah, so we've seen a lot of these. Uh, it's always either a, a small, town, small town guy and a big city woman who's like a reporter doing a story or like a businesswoman looking to take over a town. Yeah, specifically, usually her parents' failing or ailing Christmas ornament shop because Hallmark knows it's a uh, <laughs> push. It knows what it's pushing, and it it does it ruthlessly. And I, I appreciate that. Like you never you never confused about where you are with Hallmark. Nope. Or what they're trying to do to you. So do they add a bunch of ornaments to the background of Golden Girls, like through like CG compositing? Oh wow, we need to watch for this now. Uh, yeah. man, I know they, they do play the Golden Girls Christmas specials a, a, a lot more than is Christmas. <laughs> you should, you should get on the horn with the Hallmark people and suggest that. That's like a, that's a, that's a big money idea there. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, I, I definitely want to be a part of this horrible, horrible <laughs> operation. <laughs> you know, ornaments are going to be the new currency when society breaks down. I thought it was toilet paper. <laughs> We're going to be wiping our asses with ornaments when society breaks down. <laughs> That's one of the worst objects I could imagine. Like the glittery ones? No, thank you. Oh, but they, they would have better grip. Oh, that's true. Oh, you get, oh, oh no. So the, the real problem with the glittery ones is that the glitter will come off. And then you'd need to wash your ass afterwards. Then you might as well own a bidet. You guys want to do uh, another topic from the extended list? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Jenny, your topic is winding up with more so social obligations than you had before quarantine. Yeah. My extrovert friends have figured out the internet and they're super lonely. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. You're not the only one I've heard this from. Like, apparently, like, everybody is playing online games all the time now. Yep. And I, I still have the exact same job that uh-huh. I had before all this happened. So, like, I'm not, I'm not off work to be social with everybody. It's, yeah, I'm in a, a I'm in a similar situation, like where I've got work, and then also like taking care of the kid is like a second full time job. Oh yeah, and also that's that's on top of like taking care of the kid being the full the second full time job my wife also has. So like, yep, we could say we've got a four job household here. I, it has opened up some some fun stuff that that some of those folks wouldn't have tried probably, which is nice. Yeah, that is kind of fun because it's pretty easy now to to tempt kind of n- norm people into stuff they would not. They would have been like, "Let's just go to the bar and get a beer or something." Mm-hmm. And it's like, and now they're like, "Oh, we'll d- we'll do anything. <laughs> just please, just send us a Google Hangout. We'll yes, we'll watch your speedruns with you. Anything." <laughs> Please just talk to me like a human. Yeah. I just want to watch your lips move. Yeah, so it's got its upsides and downsides. So what all what all have you been doing socially, Jim? The co-working event that I used to go to back when it was safe to leave the house mm-hmm. uh, on on Tuesdays and Thursdays, set up a Discord with voice chat and every Tuesday and Thursday we pile into the voice chat and, and uh mostly say nothing, but like <laughs> You know, it's nice to know that people are there. We set up a, a music bot and somebody can get in there and queue up mu- some music and force other, everybody else to listen to their nonsense. Oh, that's great. I did a I did a little hangout for whoever of my Facebook friends wanted to stop by mm-hmm. and uh, did the, the share sound thing. And I found some cafe ambiance that had some like smooth jazz in the background. Uh-huh. Turns out it was like two minutes of smooth jazz on an eight hour loop. Oh dear. Yeah, I've I've, I've seen those before. It's nasty. <laughs> it's a nasty oh, trick yeah. they pull. You know what's a bummer is that um, you can't uh, play music together over in the internet. Because of the delay? Yeah. Yeah, it w- that would make, make syncing up really hard. Yeah, I just mentioned. How would you defeat that with technology? So I saw uh, an app at one point. This was back before they called things apps. There was a program you would run. Oh, a program. And I got the sense that what it did was it would, um, it would, you would give it like the, the time signature and tempo of what you were playing, or maybe you would figure it out. It would assume that like, okay, you're, you're playing in four bar phrases and whatever you played would be played on time four bars later for the other person oh wild so interesting so like you're playing in tempo with each other but the any musical idea you have like if you're reacting to something they did you're going to react on an extended delay oh that's real weird and one of you's got to be the leader on that right i don't think so i think like um it's delaying it's it's the it's the delay for everybody it's like like the equal delay Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> so if you're like a choir going for harmony, <laughs> there's gonna be yeah, a thing where you're like, like it, this ah! is this is for like this is for like a very specific kind of jam session. Like if you're doing twelve bar blues or whatever. I mean, I feel like there's got to be something in Ableton Live that, uh, that like Ableton can do a lot of in time fixes. I'm not, you know, it may not have a way to deal with this, but like I, probably the the challenge is 
mm, not as crazy as it sounds to uh to a sound engineer i bet they'd be like oh yeah you could just blah 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 snap to grid and like yeah there'd be a way to fix that or adjust that my intuition says it's not salt like short of like doing machine learning to predict what you would have played whoa oh we get precogs just only jam with precogs is there is there not a, a way to figure out what the delay is yeah you so you can um you can figure out what the lag is and then delay one person by that much for the other person, but you can't go the other way. You can't do it. That's the same way for the other person. You can only, so only one person will hear it correctly. Mm. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. <clears throat> I'm glad I was able to convey that because I don't think I'd <laughs> explained it very well at all. I'm just pretending to know what you meant. I think it's what were you the one who were saying there would be a leader and a follower? Oh yeah, is that the thing? I think that's what we were talking about. Okay, cool. I'm caught up. All right. I explained it to myself in the past. See, this is how we're going to conquer the delay. We just need precogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's all the time we have here on Topic Lords. Okay. Uh, Jenny, if you um, if this is something you want out of your life, where can people find you on the internet? you can email me at jenny at jennypalodna.com dear okay jenny's a grandma now (laughs) these golden curls i'm so excited yeah i'm I'm glad they still exist and they weren't ripped from us uh chris if this is something you want out of your life where can people find you on the internet probably uh still the best way to reach me is through jenny actually because i'm still taking a pretty extended social media break but i will i will pass you the link for the uh the youtube cooking videos that i'm slowly doing i'll probably expand that content to uh to non-cooking at some point are you gonna you're gonna cover gardening i you know what i actually i seriously i would like to do some serious gardening uh youtube videos yeah, I feel like I feel like if I just started producing more short videos uh, on the regular, I would end up with some type of like Jack Black style, whatever he's doing on Jablinski Games, where it's like one day he's actually doing what the channel is supposed to be about. And the next day he's like doing stretches in his underwear outside. <laughs> and like yeah. that's just it's fine. You know, it's fine. We don't we don't need this like heavily branded content. You do own underwear and an outside. I do. No, yeah, really stick it to the HOA. <laughs> yeah, tell them. <laughs> Show them. Yeah, oh yeah. Show, don't tell. Uh, learn, learn them to, to tell me what to do during the apocalypse. Right. Here's what you do. You dress up as a weed. <laughs> <laughs> and someone comes by to report you. You say, ha, gotcha. <laughs> I'm no weed, I'm a guy. Hi, this is Jim. This is the audio I append to every episode of Topic Lords. Congratulations to our newly anointed lords. If you'd like more people to hear the show, you can tell your friends about it, or rate and review us on whatever podcast service you use. You can add content to the Topic Bucket by emailing topicbucket at topiclords.com. You can contribute to our Patreon at patreon.com slash topiclords. Patrons get episodes a week early, and you get access to the Topic Lords Discord, where you can discuss topics with all the lords that hang out in there. See you next episode.